Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for February 2021. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain. Joining me is the one and only Adam Rosenbachs. Yes, we don't have an intro for this particular show for me. I haven't lost my job. I haven't done anything wrong this week, Michael. It's been a good week for me and it's an even better week because we're joined by two very special friends of the show. Uh, the lads from Sweetest Plum, Declan and Nick. Welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast, boys. Thank you for having us. I'm you guys gonna, are... Nick's going to speak just for us for the whole time. I'll just remain yeah, silent. Yeah, yeah pretty, that's it. Pretty strong friends of the show by now. I think you've both been on about three or four times. Have we ever done a dual one or is it just... No, no, no. no. Just been individually, yeah, because obviously there's there's that court order that you can't be in the same room. So it kind of <laughs> works out, works out yeah. well in these COVID times well, that we're separate. I, I think my, my episodes have had, had higher... Hit numbers. Um, uh, just that's just what I've heard, but um, I don't have the stats on me. But I do understand my episodes did um, did go down better. Well, my version of friend of the show, I think, was uh, for a number of years, Michael. I lived about three minutes from your house and would often get the call on a Sunday evening. Oh, hey, uh, do you want to come on the show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Rosie's been in the. Um, in a corporate box, and we need someone. We need someone to fill in. Yeah, sure. There's always there was always the uh, the sound effect in the background of me calling Deck, and in the background there he's clearly at a super tasty rooster on uh, Scotchmas Street in North Fitzroy. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I think you put those that, those people's uh, kids through, you know, private school. Well, the the last the last time I was on the show was the one where you got uh, me and Limo and Emma Race to help you commentate the oh, right. 2013 yeah. preliminary final. That's right. And watch along. Received a text message from Adam saying, "Just so you know, I won't be on this because I completely disagree with this and don't support it in any way whatsoever." <laughs> Could you think of a bigger fucking wank fest in your life to make me listen to? You know what we did, though? I mean, at the first episode, we did, because Nick and I don't know if you know, we did during COVID times, so we did some watch-alongs. So you can play the epi- play the final quarter mm. and, you know, press play at a certain time and we talked over it. But, for the, I mean, in my defence, Rosie, we, the first one, we did the 1999 prelim, so you can't complain that we missed out on Carlton. No, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that you three together watching that Hawthorne game. Was that, was that the game against Adelaide... No, that was the Geelong breaking the Kennet curse. Oh, okay. Adelaide yeah. was and, and, and Nick, we would have done with yours, but all our VHSs were broken <laughs> to be able to watch back the Melbourne finals <laughs> victories. Yeah, sure. We couldn't go back and um, hire a um, uh, news file film. <laughs> we, could, we, had, we would have had to go into a cinema and we could like, yeah. watch the Melbourne D's play the, <laughs> play the Come and Win Magpies. You've, but you've, you've stolen that idea. Of uh, commentary from the great Eddie Maguire 
Tony Shaw and a Starone. Press red for Ed. Who you could press red on Foxtel if you mm. still had a remote then, and you could watch the great boys just commentating their favourite team. Do you know what Nick's version of that was? His suggestion was because he was really getting annoyed with Mark Rusciuto's voice at the time because he said he'd sounded like he'd sucked sort of 20 Marlboro Reds. I feel like Mark Rusciuto sounds like he's 24 hours a day taking a shit. Oh, it's, it's a bit of... <laughs> while, while he's smoking like a Marlboro oh, Red... It's a bit of Lee Matthews uh, there, It's a bit mate. Lee Matthews there, but... <laughs> so that's what Nick's, I feel like, anyway. Nick's version of it was he wanted to have hit blue to screw the roo, and so you could just immediately cut Mark Rusciuto's voice out of any commentary. Now, steady on, boys. Rosie and the Roo are very close these days, so just oh, yeah. go easy on the Roo. Bloody funny bloke. Yeah. Very if you're in South generous. Australia, tune into, tune into Roo and Dits on a Wednesday morning to hear me with them. So now, look, I'm actually dits. a bigger fan of Dits, uh, personally, <laughs> yep. but uh, Roo is, is good, good bang for your buck as well. And former yes. grade of the game and keeping the Adelaide secrets very close to his chest at all times. That's why he sounds like he's taking your shit, because he's just keeping those secrets right up there. <laughs> <laughs> there was a story he told, I mentioned told on radio last year, um, uh, or no, sorry, the year before it would have been, um, going to the uh, AFLW Grand Final. It was Adelaide and the Blues. And you know how the crowd kept on piling up? Like they thought, I think they thought yes. about 25,000, but then by the yeah. end it was, it was full house. Yeah, because it was a Sunday afternoon in Adelaide. Where the fuck else are people <laughs> going to go? They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Mate, the so two-cent room in the casino is packed. We may as well go to the Adelaide Oval. Well, I think, <laughs> I think there was a live reading of uh, a goodie. Uh, the Simon Goodwin story, but they um, they kind of had half the ground shut, and so eventually, as more people came in, they were like, "Oh fuck, we're gonna open up, you know, open up the gates and stuff like that." And and Rue was there. I think he's got about five kids actually, and um, he was there with his kids, and um, and one of them said, "Wow, the ground's really full, uh, except in your stand, Daddy." <laughs> and then they all started hanging shit at him, saying that no one wants to <laughs> sit in his stand, and he's like, "What the fuck do you have to do?" To impress the kids. <laughs> yeah. in, in your stand. I've got a stadium named after, yeah. stand named after me. And Has they're going, ha, 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 no one's sitting in your stand. give him shit? I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you talk about last Wednesday, uh, Rosie? What do you talk about in your spot? Oh, uh, I just kind of do news of the week. Usually it's a lot better during football season because I can talk about what's going on. Sure. So anything that got a run in junk time will get a run. On Ruin Dits on a Wednesday morning. Really? So you're doing all my bits on the Wednesday? <laughs> all of your bits. Yeah, they're great bits. I do I do a killer Lee Matthews. I do a, a little bit of um, James Brayshaw. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Michael's kind of like one of those like computer soundboards, yeah. Where you click on the little graphic of a (laughs) of a former sports commentator or a current sports commentator, and they kind of just make a one one random sound. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one game. I remember the first time Deck and I, well, we the first time we kind of discovered a James Brochure impersonation. Not saying it's a great one, but we got licked up one night. This is about twelve years ago, I reckon, after work. And uh, it was one of the most exciting nights of our lives when we realised that <laughs> the other person was rec- could recognise the impersonation. <laughs> it's a skill. Well, but Lee, Lee Matthews, though, uh, has been 
you know, quite vocal on Twitter about some sort of big, big issues. Yeah. He's and turning a bit alt-right, isn't he? Isn't he? And, uh, and uh, he's sort of got this attitude of kind of like, but, but I mean... All lives matter. So <laughs> that must include the black lives. I mean, oh, I mean, it beats me what everyone's upset about. So I thought there'd be a great segment we could do if we could get on Fox Footy. You guys have got the connections. Mm. And we could do a sort of weekly five-minute segment, which is Beats Me with Lethal Lee. <laughs> I love it. Where he just reads out his tweets from the week going, I mean... I mean, if you want to change your gender, fine, but beats me why you'd want to. <laughs> Nick also, Nick does a tremendous, uh, Nick listens because he's a Melbourne supporter and he needs the hope. Nick listens to 23 hours a day of AFL trade radio when it's on. <laughs> And he mm. has a tremendous, he has a tremendous uh, Damien Purple Barrett. Um, what's the one, Nick? Like the a little later uh, today. Well, that, that's it. It's a, it's the pauses that Damien does, uh, where he. It's, what, what's interesting about him is that it, so it sounds like he's padding because you know he's on radio, so he can be looking at a million screens or his phone or whatever. So I assumed it was padding, like he was going, "Look, uh, there. Yeah, thank you, Terry. We will um, get round to that a little later today." And I assumed he was going through all his emails at that time. But then when I was listening <laughs> to Trade Radio, he said on air, and he's no longer with Terry uh, Plough Wallace. It's, no. Some other Yahoo from Collingwood who's who's a sounds like he's drunk on air. It's Matt Rendell. Matt Rendell. Yeah. Um, and so uh, uh, Purple was going. He said this was in the middle of a trade was going down, and he said, "Look, I think I've just got a text come through on my phone uh, that would be related to that trade." Uh, no, that text is actually not related to that trade. Matt, um, I just thought I'd go back to you. I was like, "You don't need to announce that, Purple." You know what I do love, though, is that Trade Radio, if you want it to be, is a, a TV show. And I think it's a little bit underutilised um, or undervalued. Um, like, if they put it on actual proper TV and not just, you know, watch it on the, if you're sad like I am, and watch it on the AFL <laughs> website. Yeah, but sure. as in, in place of holy moly, in place of I'm a celebrity, <laughs> the networks, if they got on board, if people would be, you know, at home, a million viewers, Trade Radio. That's a really good point. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a good point, but I mean, the, the content spe- is questionable. I mean, when it's, you know, who have you got? What oh, you, how dare you? Who have you, who have you got at 6am? You've got Cor- Kane Corns and Matthew Lloyd, mm. like just firing up at 5am. I mean, I'm, or- I'm already loving rough. that. I mean, I can't remember. I think, I think we talked about this in the last pod, but a couple of years ago, maybe I was watching closely, maybe it was a Hawthorne trade was involved. But it was literally the last five minutes of trade radio was footage of a door in a room and there was a man standing at the door and he was about <laughs> to close the door. And it was some of the most exciting TV I've ever watched mm. in my entire life. Like they kind of had to get you had to get the paperwork you had to be in the room before the door shut. 
That's right. They're, they're obsessed with the lodgement time. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, as lo- as long as you're in the line, as long as you're in the line, you, yeah. you, yeah, it's fine by the, by the time. And it's all bullshit. It's clearly like they're, they're changing the rules as they go. But you would have been interested, Chambo, because would, that would have been the Pado trade. It you would have been fingers it, crossed. I feel like it might have been the Jager trade, but I think I think it might have been. But anyway, but well, not many people know with the John Patton trade, they sent through a fax, <laughs> and instead of the contract, it was just a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> but you are obsessed with John Patton, obviously, Nico. Oh no! I mean, uh, uh, look, I just think it's absolutely just terribly unfortunate the timing of his mental health breakdown. <laughs> And um, <clears throat> these these news stories of, about photographs, uh, it's look, it, you know, coincidence is a can be an awful thing. And um, look, I just hope that he's okay. I went in to visit him in hospital, and um, I just had to take his phone off him because he's just in that gown, and he's got pretty easy access to all the bits. <laughs> So I said, Pato, give me the phone for a week and let's just yeah. let's just ease it back. And um, I'll look, you know, he'll get through it. You know, Buddy got through it. They all get through it. Well, we're actually uh, we're actually doing this via FaceTime, so we're all recording it on each of our ends and then watching each other. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but um, another uh, numbers come up. So should I just click accept on FaceTime to see <laughs> who it might be? Sure. Oh my God, that's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you came off the long run fucking there. Oh, is Pato, Pato texting through? <laughs> Special guest. <laughs> it, or is that... That is... Uh, it, it really... You know, what's the... Uh, Woody Allen used to say, you know, just just don't, don't waste an expensive joke. And uh, <laughs> that one had a couple of uh, bars of gold bullion attached to it, I reckon. So, Deck, do you, um, do you take all of your... Your life advice from Woody Allen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a great name to bring up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rolf Harris once told me. <laughs> anyway, my fr- as, as Ivan Milat used to say. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we might, uh, Terry, we might uh, get uh, Woody Allen on the phone a little uh, later uh, today. Yeah, I've got a list here, demo of Woody Allen's, my favourite films. <laughs> Big fan miss- of Manhattan. Did you miss uh, Plough <laughs> during Trade Radio, Nick? It was his oh, first year off. Oh, look, I didn't because Plough was uh, uh, incredibly annoying and always just trying to crowbar his love of... Oh, I'm going to go blank on his name. He's got the Widow's Peak, plays for the West Coast Eagles. Uh, it's um, Dom Hearn. No, it's, it's Dom, uh, Dom Sheed. Dom yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's obsessed with Dom Sheed. And, um, you know, uh, Terry, I mean, the, the fact that he was a list manager, but... Uh, is is just an insult to any uh, the football list public, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that he goes around calling himself the list manager after he had five years at the Tigers to absolutely <laughs> bury them, uh, and and he had a job at Sydney and never got it because someone did a better job than him <laughs> in like seven weeks. Yeah, so I didn't miss Plough, but I tell you what, I, I didn't. In uh, Rendell was put in there. I mean, he was. He was a loose unit, um, and they re- they respected the shit out of him. It really, really annoyed me. What about when Sauce was on there? Now there is a fucking live one. I'll tell you, you what, he goes off. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, when they came up with the segment name Philosophical Sauce, yeah, and it wasn't he, <laughs> there wasn't anything with him being philosophical. It was just him discussing a potential yeah. trait. Is it meant to be like classical gas? 
But philosophical socks. <laughs> but then they would have, surely they would have had a sting that went ding, 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 socks. Oh, yeah, Tommy Emmanuel was in there. Tommy Emmanuel was in there playing it live. And then they, they then, I think they realised they'd kind of missed the mark because then they rebranded the segment three days later to philosophical. Oh, fucking hell, really? <laughs> they did, yeah. Well, yeah. that's uh, it is better. I mean, if it's better, make the change. Yeah, but they had to get rid of the Tommy Emmanuel from playing the classical gas thing. Yeah. They got yeah. bloody James Morrison in just playing the trombone <laughs> on circular breathing. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, because I, I actually didn't listen to much of Trade Radio this year, and, and two of the listeners uh, were... We, we'll talk about football. We'll talk about football. Um, but the... Uh, <laughs> It was good this year, Trade Radio. Like, was Sust okay? Like, did he go like, um, yeah, look, I've just come from my experience at the Giants, um, you know, when I was given <laughs> the top 50 picks three years in a row. Uh, and look what I did. I got them to a grand final nine years later. It was kind of <laughs> like that. Uh, he uh, Sauce actually sounded remarkably like Terry Wallace, which was odd. Uh, and then uh, Rendell was the kind of list guru who kind of... Uh, he he would he would analyze a team, but then you know not know half their players, and uh, you know the message boards would go off afterwards for every club, just going. He clearly has never watched us play. No, but he did. They had this thing with Matt Rendell because they kind of need someone that is an expert, and they were like, we, and they'd really talk him up. Uh, Matt Rendell, a man who understands how to build a list. A man he was who's at put Saint together. Kilda. I think he was then Collingwood. Also Collingwood. Collingwood yeah, as well, yeah. Collingwood. He's a man who knows how to build a list and then get moved on from well, it. And he was at, he was at Adelaide. He was the one that chose Patrick Dangerfield over, I think, Ebert or whoever went to West Coast. Okay. And Adelaide people were up in arms going, you know, it's the son of an SA great right. yes. who you who you let go and then he oh. took danger at, at pick eight or nine, I think. Okay. Yep. And but then everyone in Adelaide went, Oh, okay. Um, you got it right. So yeah. do you want to take? Do you want to take back everything that you said then, Nick? Like, do you no, want to? I, 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 I do. Officially apologise to Matt Rendell on the podcast <laughs> I, right now. Look, I think what I've what I what I, I've misspoke in regards to <laughs> Matt Rendell. Uh, I, I think I didn't know about Matt Matt Rendell's uh, history with the Dangerfield trade, and uh, but what I would say is that uh, uh, the best thing about Trade Radio, if you didn't see it, Chambo, was. The Ned Guy interview was that on Trade Radio? Or was that on something yes. else? That no, was that, that absolutely was on, no. That was on Fox, Fox Footy's oh, on Fox Footy with that that little guy. Who's the little guy on Tom Fox? Morris? Tom Morris. It was fucking priceless. You have to watch it if you haven't seen it. The, so like, that, it's like fifteen minutes. David King, Tom Morris, and someone else just grilling Ned Guy, and he is just like absolute garbage. Got no idea. It he might just, have been Lee Montagna, I think. Uh, yeah, and Ned Guy is just going, ah, uh, look, I'm not going to talk about that. It, yeah. It's fantastic. If and you haven't seen when, it, you've got to see it. That was when Collingwood was doing the wholesale clear out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I give you my, because I worked at Fox Footy um, a couple of years ago um, on a show. And my, not, the, uh, not the only one, mate. We, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, of course. You've, you've worked there a lot longer than... Um, your, your, my, your shows haven't been axed mid-run, so you've probably, um, yeah, no, yeah. Mate, we've all, we've all done a lot there, mate. Just so I'll give holes, you my, it, it's always kind of odd there. Probably, probably you... met Robbo, no big deal. <laughs> well, can I give you a, can I give you a little bit of, can I give you a bit of Robbo dirt? Oh um, yeah, sure. The What's Robbo dirt is that, because we, we were the kind of Actually, low level. Actually, there's, Robbo's coming in on the FaceTime call right now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, yeah. Oh my oh, God. Oh, that's a dick. <laughs> 
So, bit of Robbo um, dirt is that he. So we would often. There's always food there every night for the shows that are on late. There's like a dinner, like for the shows that finish around about six or seven. There's dinner there, and then for the shows that are going on, like uh, is uh, on the couch and that kind of yeah, thing. Sure. And as the comedy writers, we'd often go and get the leftover scraps that were left over. And uh, anyway, I was then told that they were going to, for a while, not have the scraps left out because Robbo <laughs> was taking all the scraps home to give to his dogs for dinner. Uh, okay. yep. And yep. then he then started to bring his dogs in and I walked up there and he had like one of those foil containers that just had a bunch of sort of leftover Chinese in it. And the two dogs were just ripping into this Chinese meal. Um, that wasn't and you a- were like, that's my meal. Yeah. yeah, you were disappointed. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'd, I'd banked on that. Uh, no, so that, that that what I was gonna say is my it's a it's an odd place because you're walking through there and you often end up kind of walking through with it, it, there's a lot of alpha male kind of footballer energy there. And one night I went up and I thought I'll go and grab some of the food now that on the couch is uh, uh, now that they're on air there'll be something left over. So I walk up the steps to the kitchen and you can't see as you're walking into the kitchen like if anyone's in the kitchen. And I walked up there. And as, as is I, the traditional way normally with rooms. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see. Deck lives in a glass house. Three rooms away. <laughs> <laughs> Who is in that room? I'm but really... Yeah, I'm, you, you tell your story, mate. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm enjoying the... Um, I'm enjoying all these passive-aggressive asides to my... Uh, if, I, if my anecdotes were lacking any passive-aggressive inserts, well, thank you. appreciate it. Um, the, anyway, so I've, I've walked... I've come up around the corner and I just hear this, ah, oh, fucking here he is. And I've... But I, I had... The, I couldn't hide because I kind of had the momentum carrying me into the room. And it was Mark McClure. And... Oh, yep. He's there and his shirt's like, because he hadn't gone on yet. His shirt is like buttoned kind of open, like halfway down. He's got this big chain on and he's got like just a plate with potato salad on it in one hand and a beer in the other. And I was like, oh, sorry, I did. And I kind of panicked and he goes, oh, sorry, mate. You're not fucking Jared Healy. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, I- I'm not. And you kind of panic because I had no idea what was going on. Well, you want to be Jared Healy. If someone thinks you're Jared Healy, well, exactly. I you want to be Jared Healy. Well, I said, so what, I said what's, what, what, what's happening with Jared? And then he goes, mate, that bloke comes up here every night, fucking takes two beers, doesn't say hello to anyone, and just fucks off. And I thought, <laughs> I'm going to catch him out this time. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's all right, I'll, I'll go, I'll come back. And he goes, no, nah, mate. He goes, does he talk to you? If he walks past you, does he talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> and I just like the idea of like, no wonder Jared is sneaking in there to get two beers. If every time you're kind of creeping around, Mark McClure's jumping out and somewhere <laughs> going, fucking here he is. No, <laughs> no, I'll no, tell sure. you what, De- Jared Healy sounds like the definition of an absolute flog. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Two beers, say hello. <laughs> Is that the ratio? If you take one beer, you don't have to say yeah, hello. Yeah, but if you tip over to two, you've got to say travel. hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my only story about Jared Healy was uh, well, I was at Fox Footy um, uh, talking to a friend, uh, just at her desk, and then all of a sudden I just feel this kind of pretty decent kind of fist in my left hand side, like a bit of like a you know like a fair a fair a fair whack, nothing ridiculous, <laughs> like you know not like painful, but just like whoa. Hmm. 
Yeah. And I look around and it was Jared Healy. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, you said hello. Fucking hell. And, Zero beers says hello. And I kind of look back at my friend and I was like, I just kind of mouth kind of, I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think he thought that I was maybe like one of the other younger staff that, that kind of, you know, worked there or something. Well, that was her explanation. I think she was like, I think he, th- I think he thinks he knows you. <laughs> but I was like, but it, part of me was sort of were like, I just got punched by a brown line medalist. It's fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> Are you never going to wash that bruise section of your ribcage yeah, sure, again? Sure. I have a, bru- a bruised liver, uh, like Lockie Whitfield. Have you seen that in the news? What Lockie Whitfield's got a bruised liver from drink oh. from drinking? No, no, I must have got a tackle or something like that. So oh, I've got a bit of tenderness, but yeah, that's one of the weirdest uh, footy injuries I've heard. I reckon. I think it's. I reckon it'd be quite a common one. Um, I imagine Dipper's liver might have been bruised in '89. Along with his uh, lung and spine and pancreas. Did you hear what Dipper? How Dipper described that incident on uh, "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." No. He he said that he was on the ground at the end of the game and he didn't know where he was. That the siren went and he didn't know what had happened. And his captain Michael Tuck came up to him and said to him, "We've won!" And then at that point, Dipper passed out because he just he had nothing more to give. They took him down the hospital. They got him in the hospital. And Dipper said he was there in the hospital with the priest. He had his, he had the priest had his hand, and Dipper's saying, "Oh, Wait, do, you mean, do you mean the Reverend Chris Fagan?" <laughs> <laughs> and I just had these images of because I'm going, Dipper, you're laying this on a bit thick. Like I don't think it was yeah. that bad. There's some other guy in another bed passing yeah. away, and they've gotten the priest away from him, going, "Nah, we got this footy legend over here who needs you to." <laughs> Hold his hand while they uh, reset one of his ribs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- interestingly that you say that, I uh, I did the I uh, emceed the launch for Tony Wilson's 1989 book, and he tells a very funny story because he's got a quote from Dipper in the book where Dipper that exactly what you said, Nick, that a priest was there to give him the last rites. Like he's kind of really overcooked the story, but he then. Uh, he says, yeah, and I'm lying there and my, I'm expanding and I'm getting bigger and my voice is kind of choking up. And he goes, and then this nurse runs in and just grabs a knitting needle and just stabs it into my chest. And so to kind of let the air out. But then Tony received an email from someone from the hospital after putting can the... I, can I just pause there? How, how many knitting needles are handy <laughs> around <laughs> hospitals? It's like, is it a... <laughs> <laughs> Has it been sterilised? Like what? <laughs> well, this she's is just having age. a knit. This yeah. is the. Uh, this is this is what happened. Tony gets an email from someone from the hospital who said, Great. "I still work at the hospital, and the nurse that stabbed him with the knitting needle was our leading surgeon who still works here, who used a proper medical instrument to <laughs> insert and then drain the air." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with the take that it was a big needle that had to get through maybe a chest bone. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, that, you know, she just went and grabbed one from the uh, the gift shop downstairs. So where so where would he have gone? He, he would have gone to St. Vincent's. Would that I think be so. the closest yeah. hospital? Yeah. Or, 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 or maybe, maybe Prince Henry's back in those days. Prince hey? Henry's? Which one's that? Oh, it's gone now. Dipper also said on the uh, I'm a Celebrity, he said, because he, he hurt himself when he had to go for a mark where he couldn't see what was coming. Yeah, and Gary Ablett come behind. Yeah, yeah, and so he said to the whole I'm a Celebrity uh, group and the, the audience, he said, the, the one thing you never want to hear is, it's yours, Dip. 
I mean, I wouldn't want to hear that because I'd just be confused. I'd <laughs> <laughs> just be going, who? And then just get cleaned up by Gary Ablett Sr. How I just many times would uh, Deep have told that story? Uh, How many hundreds of thousands of dollars would he have made at sports? But what didn't, what, didn't, yeah. what didn't make sense to me was it's like all footballers ever say to each other is, yours, mine... And Dipper's like the one thing you never want to hear is <laughs> no, yours, he, Dip. No, but every game he used to hate it. Oh, fuck. And he goes, you're, you're by yourself on the wing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to hear it. I hated getting the ball. <laughs> yours, Dip. Dip, you've already knocked out your opponent. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, Tom Scully has retired. Uh, Deck, can we get your thoughts and prayers about that? Yeah, Declan, can I just quickly ask you, how, how are you going to replace those 12 possessions a week? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I kind of, I was all right with Tom Scully. I was never, I, I never had high expectations for him and I kind of mm-hmm. thought he could be that, you know, third or fourth on baller. And Best so, two-way runner in the comp, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of, I was kind of all right. I think he was unlucky. I mean, I think, you know, had Tom Mitchell had not injured himself, Scully then doesn't, you know, maybe it's like Mitchell, Jager, Amira, and then you've got Scully. But there's suddenly a much more pressure on Scully to perform that role. That's a good point. And Is this like an AFL butterfly effect? <laughs> <laughs> just the, the ripple of that leg snapping. Can I just, the, the glee on your face, Rosie, I can, it's, I can see it glowing from, from across uh, Zoom. You are, because um, I listened to your, I listened, have listened to your podcast for years, but that 2019 Which one? year. What's, what's your, what's your favourite episode? Like, what's your favourite one? <laughs> <laughs> what's I did the like favorite, the, what's the, what's the funniest thing I've ever said? Like, what's your No, I liked the, I liked the one where you had Nathan Buckley on the live show and he admitted that he had a brown paper bag full of money left for him from North Melbourne, but then didn't end up going to North Melbourne and then was very earnest saying, I've got questions about my own character in that. And I was like, well, why don't you just give him back the money, Nathan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he has listened to the show. No, I just, all, I'm, all, I, wanted, <laughs> all I wanted to say is that it, uh, that I heard in 2019 from Adam, an, a, an increasingly broken man every week. It was, it was a man coming apart at the seams over the performance of Carlton and the fact that Haw- the glee that he's taking in Hawthorne losing our third or fourth best on baller, it's, mm. uh, the, 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 I'm going to let you get, have the schadenfreude. No, Thank you, mate. I need it. I do need it. No, Dex absolutely right. I mean, you know, I mean, the drafting at Hawthorne has been superb. I mean, the trading, you know, Patton, Scully, <laughs> O'Meara. It's just nothing has gone wrong with, with all of those. And I, 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 I mean, and to be perfectly honest, very unlucky with Tom Scully because I hear that he would have gone round again, <laughs> but Hawthorne refused to give his dad a job doing sweet fuck all. <laughs> That's so, what I was curious about. Yeah, like, like what, unlucky what Hawks. To dad now that you know your son's retired at twenty nine thirty, and now you're on the scrap heap as well. So what I mean, look, so, so did he? Did he coincidentally leave GWS with his job there when Tom left? I thought he was employed by GWS. Hang <laughs> yeah, on a second. That's odd. That's curious. <laughs> Where's the integrity unit? Oh. Black ops. 
Oh, it must be because of bloody cola or something. You know, I, I don't know what's going on up there. The cost of living, uh, they've, they've pushed out the Mr. Scully, is that what we call him? Pushed Maybe out. that's why Tom left. Oh, you're not giving Dad a job. Well, I can't be here. Yeah, so, so I think, uh, you know, unfortunately, for whatever reason, Clark o. Graham Wright just couldn't find Mr. Scully Sr. Anything, mm. sweet, you know, sweeping the rooms, cleaning the boots. There was nothing uh, on uh, offer. Uh, there's... There's a person for that, mate. What was your take, <laughs> Nick, when um when he left Melbourne? Like, were you in the crowd, you know, holding up the bags of money and stuff like that, like the fans did back then? Which, uh, to my to to their credit, that's that showed a lot of passion from Melbourne fans. And I'm I'm always a big fan of a prop at the footy, not just no, a but that, Michael. That's like not a bag. that's not a prop. It wasn't a prop. That was just <laughs> the plastic <laughs> yeah. bags of money that they <laughs> yeah. take to games. Uh, in or the like back of their um, four wheel drives as they're yeah. about to go down to the snow with the tartan blanket across their the, knees. I was going to say, Deck, I was up at bloody Mount Buller, pissing <laughs> down the phone to me mates, going, where's Skull going? This <laughs> 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 wasn't it, Collingwood fans, when the Blues got their first wooden stone, uh, spoon and they, they were brought, like, you know, lots of wooden spoons and shit like that. So you got to love, think it, it was, you gotta love a prop. I think it was St Kilda fans. The Hyde. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't make sense. No, no, that can't be true at all. Oh, I think it was. I think it was because they just had so many thousand laying about. They were like, I fucking take them to Optus Oval. Take them to the game. Yeah. Wow. No, that is actually that was St Kilda. I don't think it's. I think you're right. Actually, we've got to fact check that. Okay. You're, okay. you're right. You're wrong. But, but I feel like that it was St Kilda. Yeah. The goal. The goal of St Kilda fans to mock anyone about. But don't you feel like it could be like a wooden spoon regifting from those St Kilda sure, fans? Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I was at. I was at one of Tom Scully's games, and I. I, I rarely go down to the fence, but we just drafted him and he was playing a fantastic game, you know, bursting out of the centre. It, it, this is before he played at Hawthorne. He actually had incredible pace. Hmm. And uh, I mean, he the guy had a kind of car crash on his ankle, essentially. So, yeah. like, it, it, yeah, it was yeah. A, big, a big call for him to get back, yeah. And he was playing unbelievable two goals, you know, 20 possessions, bursting out of the centre. I went down to the fence just to have a look at him sitting on the bench and he's, he's, he looked so young, you know. I must have been in my mid-20s, but he, he was 18 and he just looked so young. I was like, God, the pressure he's got in his shoulders and he's going to take our club all the way, baby. <laughs> and there's about two weeks later, it's like, oh, I got me dad a job up in Greater Western Sydney. Oh, falafel town, boys. <laughs> Fucking you piece been, of as shit. You were, as you were sitting on the fence, you would have been, what's that noise? And then turned around to the box and you could hear Mark Neal's twitch <laughs> through the glass. <laughs> Yeah, what is that fucking noise, man? <laughs> who's, who's so tense? He just twitched his glasses off his face. <laughs> He's cracked the lenses. <laughs> I was looking at the other day, actually, Nico, because I, I was trying to think about the past few Melbourne coaches, and I actually completely forgot about Mark Neal. Like, so what would he have been there for about two years or so? Did he get two yeah, or I three so. years? He was, you know, it's one of those things where, like, it happens all the time. But it, from what I understand, he was, you know, highly respected assistant coach at Essendon. Yeah, but they just get put in the hot seat with no support. No, he he came from the Collingwood family. Remember? The oh, whole that's bunch right, of Collingwood. Collingwood. He it went to Essendon after Melbourne. You're absolutely yes. right. It was Mark Neald and it was Scott Waters and it was yes. Mick Malthouse pumping him up and mucking around <laughs> and gave him. They all got jobs and then lost it. I think Chris Scott might be the only one, or Brad might be the only one who had sort of you know sustained success out of that. Um, Tree. Yes, no, you're absolutely right. I got the clubs mixed up there. But I just, it's sort of that thing of it's like either you sink or swim in the hot seat. 
Um, yeah. And Neil, uh, yeah, you know, I don't think he probably never had a twitch in his life until he got a senior coaching job, and then the the face just started going crazy. He'd be a terrible poker player, Mark Neil. Well, the club, I think the club went to him and, mate, and said, like, can you stop being, like, so aggressive and twitchy in press conferences because you're putting the fans off? <laughs> How do you do that? How do you do that? Yeah, I, you know, I don't like, know. I don't know. Maybe How do you stop an unconscious tick? That's very yeah. hard to do. Yeah, yeah, it's like if you've got Tourette's. How do you stop then, having Tourette's? The problem, though, is then if you try to then overcorrect that and your team's losing by 80 or 90 points yeah. a game, you're like, everything's cash. great. Everything's yeah. going really well. You're pretty casual about it. What, what's your take on Ben Brown coming to the Mighty D's, mate? Is he, is he the saviour? I mean, sure, sure, he's injured and he's got to have an operation on his knee, but after that. Yeah, look, very unfortunate uh, because I I was under the impression <clears throat> that we we're actually getting um, Dr. Brené Brown uh, to the club. Oh, okay. Lean into it. Professor and author who was going <laughs> to teach the boys how to how to lead and how to succeed. Unfortunately, we got Big Benny Brown, uh-huh. who uh, that the length of that run up has uh, done absolutely nasty things to his knee. I would have um, thought that, seeing you've mentioned I'm a celebrity twice on this show, you would have thought that they were getting Dr. Chris Brown to the oh. club. Well, I mean, uh, he, he, he's too handsome for the demons, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's good. Uh, it's good, very good stuff. He, um, no, Ben Brown, the problem I have is that I can't believe that he's had to go in for knee surgery now. And this, to me, puts real question marks over Gary Pert, CEO, and uh, Alan Richardson, our head of football, former St Kilda coach, former failed St Kilda coach, who's our head of football, who we got rid of Josh Marnie, who I raided uh, and gave to Essendon. He's now their GM of football. And we have uh, Richo and Purdy from the old Pies days just yucking it up at the Demons. And I um, don't know if it's going to work out. I I was... uh, I... I sadly uh, look at the AFL thread on Reddit um, probably a bit too much for my own good and uh, because I love to know what sort of 14-year-old guys who were never going to have sex <laughs> think about football. But there was a on the Ben Brown one, it's kind of funny. Like those threads never take long to turn. Like it was Ben Brown injured his knee, you know, out, you know, four to eight weeks. And the first couple are, oh, you know, what a shame. Really looking forward to seeing him play for us this year. Um, oh, what bad luck. Can't wait till he comes back. And then it turns on about the third comment. And it was a guy <laughs> going, this is why you should never get a vegan to your club. And <laughs> the entire thread just turns on Ben Brown and his veganism. Sideshow oh, Bob. Plant-based diet absolutely blows your ACLs out. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't looked at Big Footy, at Big Footy in years. Actually, I should look it up now. Yeah, Sideshow well, Bob is what all the Melbourne fans, all the Melbourne fans call him Sideshow Bob, and uh, they came round to to that and really we we all got excited because we went look let's look he's un, he's unconventional, um, the vegan the the, uh, the 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 hair the run up but we were like you know what if it's worth three goals a game this is going to be great so sure enough his knee fucked. He will be actually quite good for you, though, because it allows Wiedemann to be the, you know, take the second and third. You've got Petrarca. You know, he's the new Dusty, mate. He's the new... He's better than Dusty. <laughs> I mean, I think we can all safely say that. He's yeah. been anointed. Yeah, but... Well, he's had, a, mean, he's had a breakout season, Adam. 
Yes, exactly. And, you know, clearly he's... Dusty should probably think about retiring. Yeah, I mean, Nico, I'm looking at a three-peat for you guys this year. Mm. I mean, I'm calling it now, okay? Some people might call me stupid. Some people might call me <laughs> the fucking stupidest person in the world. But I'm looking at a three-peat. Well, what, what round does Ben Brown play? He's having surgery where they're clearing out scar tissue. So that's not, that's not as bad as doing an ACL or whatever. So no. how long is he out for? He's had surgery last week. Well, I mean, the... Herald Sun kind of reporting saying it's like round two, so he's not a oh. round one starter. So it's not round two. Oh, that's ridiculous. Right. Not ridiculous. I reckon you can re- you could probably recover your season at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you could come back from zero and one. I've got faith in the D's. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys come off a crushing loss in round one, <laughs> <laughs> Simon Goodwin's just sad. He's just looking at pictures of his ex. So, oh, Simon. Oh, bye. <laughs> if if we lose round one, Simon Goodwin is just calling his bookie, going, "I want five hundred on every horse <laughs> in every race." <laughs> hey, yeah, we're wrapping up shortly, dudes. We are we'll do some footballers in real life in a second, but we want to give a plug to your best of album that you guys put out recently. Yes, we uh, we decided we you know we have done a podcast uh, called The Sweetest Plum for ten years that is available every episode for free to anybody and we decided that we would uh, take some of the bits and then start that people have already heard and charge people for them and we think the business plan is absolutely flawless <laughs> so it's a we we had done a, a best of what year 2014 we'd done a first five years of the sweetest plum best of and we realized we'd kind of hit 10 years and it was right during the covid Thing. So we kind of... Wait, wait, uh, what, what COVID thing? What are you talking about? What COVID? <laughs> it's a pretty big deal in Victoria, mate. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I talked to my, some of my friends in Italy, see if they found out about it. Well, you don't, you don't <laughs> know what dictator Dan made us do down here. What, mm. what he did, we couldn't go to golf courses. We weren't allowed to do anything. Yeah, fuck. My, uh, my, but my two deck, weeks, my two weeks deck, in the hotel room fucking uh, deck, sorted me out. Mate, the sovereign citizens stood up for us. They fucking protested that day. They said, we're going to meet at the shrine. And then it's not their fault it rained and they couldn't go. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were going to protest our freedoms. And the fucking, it, it was drizzling. I mean, fuck. Nick's <laughs> not their fault. Nick's, so a big fan of, uh, Nick's a big fan of rich, old, white guys taking their golf clubs to Parliament House. Yeah, and just sure. kind of walking around <laughs> yelling. Sure, sure. Just to have Nick do a one-on-one with Sam Newman and just to hear him just... Absolutely tear that bloke's asshole apart. That would be amazing. <laughs> I was very disappointed I wasn't invited to his uh, lockdown wedding in his oh. apartment building. Uh, married by uh, Sir Greg Evans and a you know a small select few. Were you guys invited? Yeah, yeah. We can't say too much. We signed an NDA. <laughs> but, uh, I gave him away as a, an old black woman. <laughs> Um, uh, and where can people find the album, Deck? Uh, it's on Bandcamp. Uh, if you just Google Sweetest Plum and Bandcamp, you'll come across it. This this one that we've just put out is called The Plumist. It's our last five years. Or just any of our social media. Um, yeah. I think we've uh, we've posted it four or 500 times. So you should be <laughs> able to find it through there. Or just, just head to iTunes and you can subscribe to the show. And then here is Plug It multiple times on the show as well. <laughs> and are you guys looking to hopefully do a live show at some point? point for maybe around your 200th is that right 
Yeah, we'd lo- we'd love to do. We'd like lo- Nick. Nick's plan was he wanted to get to 199 and then retire. Yep. Actually, no. Stop. Your your plan wasn't it, Nick, that you wanted to do what Mark Taylor did and get the same number as Don Bradman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then, so I suggested yeah. that to Deck, and he just thought, oh, mate, that's too many. Uh, yeah. What is it? 3:34. Yeah. We'll never get there. Um, so, so we we've gone. So we did our uh, our last live show was the last. Uh, night before everything shut down in Melbourne mm. uh, at, in, in 2020 and uh, that was for our 180th podcast oh, yeah. and uh, so yeah we're hoping to do a live one for 200 yeah great do you reckon when you know Tubby did the honourable thing and he retired at the same level as um, as the Don and everyone went what a great bloke and then Matthew Hayden blew past it when they were playing Zimbabwe <laughs> and made like 300 and then Tubby's gone I reckon I could have got to 400. <laughs> and this guy's just fucking yeah, done the dog's act. Made it, on a, low dog. made it on a track in Pakistan. And then, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Matt Hayden's up in Darwin playing fucking... Yeah, playing Zimbabwe. <laughs> the fucking 15th team in the world, even though they're only 11. Yeah, the, boundary, yeah. the boundary on one side is like 10 metres. Yeah, yeah. Hey, sorry to spoil the fun, but do you guys remember that bat that Matt Hayden used? Remember it was like a weird... Like bat that was thin at the top but fat at the bottom, and like he only he would use it, and he like it was like a specialty bat. Did that? I ask everyone this because I remember it, but no one seems to remember it. No. no. So do you mean you don't mean like shoulderless? You mean the thickness of it? It got yeah. like thin at the top and really fat at the bottom. And it was meant to be like if you could, the sweet spot was this massive fat chunk of wood at the bottom, but at yeah. the top that you don't need, it was all thin. And I felt like it was called a gooseneck or something weird. Anyway, maybe one of your listeners will know and, and write in, but I was sure that he used some obscure bat for a period there when he was dominating. He was going to use the goose step and they just went, oh, <laughs> we're going to have to rename this. Yeah, sure. And then... And- I mean, Adam was going like, why? Why? What's wrong with Goose Step? <laughs> yeah. A lot of my family members have done yeah, that for yeah. years. We had hundreds of those bats. Um, uh, speaking of live shows, we actually are going to do a live show, Adam and myself, along with a very special guest. We're going to have a live show at the European Beer Cafe uh, on the 28th of March, Sunday the 28th of can March, uh, 4 p.m. So you can get tickets, try booking, just type in Junk Time Live Show, Junk Time Live Show 2021, type in Junk Time, whatever, you find the tickets, and uh, we're going to be having some laughs. So we're back in the game, mate, we're doing live shows. Please, can you please tell me that the guests that you're having at that live show are all coaches that have had marital problems over the <laughs> last year? Yeah, it's like a perfect... We'll actually get Greg Evans in and actually we'll, we'll do a perfect match. And so we'll have kind of uh, try, and, try and find them love again. Hey, we're going to have... We're actually going to have Mrs. Hardwick on. So if you want to come along and... Uh, actually, that's right. We'll pick get up. All, we get all the exes. <laughs> And yeah. then we'll get them with yeah. the, the coaches and we'll just mix the match and we'll see if we can get a love triangle going on. <laughs> oh, I can't I can't see that going wrong at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Footballers in Real Life from Richard, long-time listener. You may remember me from my excellent Footballers in Real Life overload in round two, 2018, featuring GWS and the Doggies, the Fox Woody crew, and a huge multi I won. But I don't really like to talk about it. I couldn't help but notice, fired up email. So fired up, wrote an email uh, we read out last ep, and that was off the back of me saying that I'd never seen Buddy while living in Sydney. Uh, And, you know, that was actually the only footballer I actually wanted to bump into. Um, So fired up, wrote one saying he saw Buddy at a cafe. Uh, So fired up email on the recent show. He's actually a friend of mine. And we even watched last year's Big Dance in my home in Sydney's trendy Elizabeth Bay. In brackets, my partner is doing very well for herself. 
He may think he has the market on spotting Buddy out there, out and about, but I recently spotted him at a Sydney beach, so small and in the know that I'm not even going to tell you the name of it. Uh, we <laughs> had Dog there, Giles the Jack Russell, uh, Shih Tzu Cross. Oh, there's a lot of extraneous detail going <laughs> on. Here. No, but that, we, we, that we encourage the detail, though, yeah, so we I'm do, sorry, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, designer dogs aside, we saw Buddy and Jacinta on their way out to the beach as we were heading in. Uh, both were looking at the Hang on, hang on. Sorry, you left out the uh, the um, the name of the Jack Russell, the cross. He had a, a quite an amusing joke there, Michael. Oh, okay, so you, Giles the Jack Russell Shih Tzu cross, right? Yep. That, yeah. Yep. A Jack Tzu, not a Jack shit. I must be oh. clear. See? Damn Very good. Just the man he wrote it. you got to give him props. So anyway, Buddy and, the, uh, Buddy and, Buddy and Jess are heading out, out, out of the beach. They're on the way out. They're going home. Because mm. I, think, I think Jess might be pregnant with the second baby now, I believe. So they Don't got pretend. They've got a lot Don't going pretend. on. You read the Daily Mail, mate. You know she's having her second. And uh, both are looking as well as you'd imagine. And Buddy said hello to my partner and blanketed me and blanked me. Uh, he probably knew that she was the one who was doing very work well for herself and that I may have had an opinion on why GWS got the better deal by not signing him. Anyway, he's fucking huge and ripped. <laughs> uh, keep up the good work, fellas. Michael, if GWS play in the Hawks at Giant Stadium, standing, you'd like to come and watch. I can go and watch. I'll go and watch when the Hawks play the um, the Giants this year. Chambo, how many baby grows have you sent to the Franklins? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think because they, they had one uh, last year, but then they've, they're having a second one kind of quite quickly. Uh, that's, this is actually making me quite emotional. I'm really happy for them. Yeah, you can see it all over your face, mate. <laughs> and the sincerity. I mean, he deserves it. I after, actually, after his mental health challenges. I actually hit Richard up about uh, <laughs> where the beach might be and he wouldn't give me the answer. And I, because I, they live in Rose Bay, and so that does have like a rather small beach, but it's not so small that no one knows about it. And so I put forward to, to Richard there was another beach, and he said it wasn't that one, and he'd tell me if I ever saw him at a Giants game. This so makes me hate Sydney, that uh, people that talking about beaches that are so in the know. Yeah, it upsets yeah. I bet me. There are a few nooks, nooks and crannies. It's not like, not like these things are like just little almost patches of sand that some people head down to. <laughs> If, okay. you, if honestly, Michael, if you did see him, w- if you did see Buddy, like, would you say hello to him? Because I, he is enormous, yeah. and I just the comic kind of thing in my mind of him being there, this enormous guy, and you going, "Hey, dude," it's kind <laughs> of, it's I, I, it's a wonderful scenario. Do you think you would honestly say hello to him? You know would what you I blush? do if I spotted him. If I did sp- spot him, mm. um, I actually. If he was having like, if he was having a coffee at the front of the cafe, right? Mm. And um, I'd just walk up. Liam Pickering's, they're having a chat to Pickers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> having a meeting. I'd just walk up and I'd just say, I'd, I'd point at my Nina Pasadena t shirt, <laughs> then point at Buddy. Yeah. And then just tip my Nina Pasadena cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then just walk on. I wouldn't say a word. He wouldn't be having a coffee with pickers. He'd be having a coffee with some, you know, illegal sports gambling guy. Oh, that's and right. The dude who kind of, wasn't he kind of <laughs> got in trouble for um, 
uh, trying to rig sporting events and then was hanging out with AFA footballers. Yeah, he's hanging out with Lance Franklin. Dusty turns up. And then after Dusty's turns up, they're like, oh, don't worry. We're going to have a press conference with Dusty's manager, Ralph Carr. Oh, he's going to answer all the questions. Ralph Carr walks out, just goes, who cares? Keeps walking. (laughs) Oh, he is an absolute pro. Uh, From uh, He knows how to handle the media. Just putting the story to bed. Who cares, <laughs> blokes? <laughs> I mean, we've always kind of wanted politicians to kind of say that kind of stuff. They never do. Mm. We get angry at them. You know, Scamo walks out. They are, Mr. PM, this, this COVID virus running rampant. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Ralph Carr's clients running around King's Cross with a backpack, dining with, you know, criminals. Ah, oh, who cares? <laughs> From Hank. Uh, after a long period of seeing no one since I... I uh, I saw Drew Petrie in an IJ in Perth a couple of years ago. Uh, I've seen quite <laughs> a few in a short period during the off-season last That's year. That's right. I forgot that he ended his career over in the West. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> reading here thinking maybe Drew still lives there. No, actually, I feel, feel like Drew might do a little bit of coaching over there. Would that be right? Okay. Drew, I know, is uh, Uncle Chomp Chomp. Is that right? Yes. That's yes, right. he's one of those. And he's Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Uh, first was down at the very popular Bunbury Mark family uh, farmers market, where as my girlfriend and I were leaving, who would walk past us with his lovely family, but the helmet hair man himself, Jeremy McGovern. Uh, from the sounds of it, the two blokes in high vis behind us nearly creamed themselves. <laughs> 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 Again, it's the extraneous details, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and time. just the idea nearly did too. <laughs> like you could, uh, uh, almost there. But being free of fans, we couldn't really match their enthusiasm. He was going into the shop, and I had uh, more time. Had I had more time, I would have followed him just to tell you what he bought. Uh, oh, let's assume it's Jeremy McGovern. He was at the donut van. Yeah, sure. No, he was. <laughs> that, that that family loves it. Yeah, he was getting the BM. Uh, yeah. <laughs> next time I was at. The, although, do they have BMs in Perth? I don't think so. Uh, next time I was at a birthday party for a friend who hired out a space at Benny's in Frio on the Cappuccino Strip. This is about a month or so later. Adam, do you want to do a quick look at Benny's? Like, what is Benny's in Fremantle? For oh, geez. Typing, in, typing in anything with Benny in it for, from Western Australia has got fucking... <laughs> it's very dangerous. Just type in Benny's. Uh, as we walked in, immediately to my left to the table uh, looked to be seven or eight Frio players. Andrew Blayshaw, uh, Watson, uh, Sarah Schultz, Loeb, Darcy, the list goes on. As the evening continued, more players appeared, uh, including Luke Ryan, followed by Alex Pierce. Oh, there's a whole, you've got a treasure trove right here. Uh, basically, everyone is out for five Monday and Walters. Ooh, is there trouble at Frio, do you think? <laughs> not showing up at the birthday party, whatever it was. Um, not really much more to say. Uh, I couldn't see anyone who was eating or drinking. Uh, I failed in the stalking department there, but I'll try to do better next time. Oh, thank you very much for that. Um, Hank, um, but, dude, like, that's like, what? whole bunch of people there but no so none, who's of, who? none of the big leaders none of the big leaders that's so I, i'm 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 saying there are questions at Freo this year you're well, writing them off this was at, B- at benny's have we worked Be- out what benny's is man so it's a cafe slash bar so they do lunch uh, they do breakfast and lunch you can get wine beer and cocktails how much would you expect to pay for a watermelon mojito gentlemen right, i'm gonna go 22 18 Declan, you know your Perth prices, mate. Eighteen <laughs> on the button. No way. Yeah, that's mining money. 
Yeah, that's FIFO money, mate. <laughs> you go, give me a give me a, a watermelon mojito and a jet ski, cockhead. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you get a free jet ski with yeah, every exactly. cocktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With your with your tenth mojito, you get a jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, well, I think we might hit the road. Thank you so much, dude. So don't forget, the Sweetest Plum album is out on Bandcamp. Just type in Sweetest Plum into the uh, Bandcamp, se- uh, Bandcamp search engine. Uh, we also have a live show on Sunday, March 28th at 4pm at the European Beer Cafe. A lot of special guests coming your way. We're going to hit the road. Thanks so much to uh, Nick and Deck from the Sweetest Plum. Go Thanks hops. for having us. Go Blues. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.